Welcome to the Winning with Shopify podcast. This is the podcast to help you scale your Shopify store into a money-making machine. Your host is Nick Truman. He's a Shopify expert and the CEO of JustAskParker.com, a global specialist marketing agency for Shopify owners. Nick will be sharing his knowledge and interviewing the experts to help you thrive and build a business that makes you money. For exclusive offers, bonus content, and weekly episode reminders, join our mailing list at winningwithshopify.com. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Here's your host, Nick Truman. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Winning with Shopify podcast. For anyone who's not tuned in before, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here on the show. My name's Nick, and I'm sitting here in the UK, um, as you can probably tell by my British accent. I've been hosting the podcast for two and a half years now, and I can't quite believe it's been such an epic journey. We've done over 100 episodes together um, with lots of amazing guests. And prior to myself was a lady called Caroline who was running it, who's still loosely involved in the business as well. So feel free to check out any of our content. We've got a huge archive of stuff dating back to, um, I don't actually know the year, if I'm honest, but it's at least four and a half now. Uh, possibly five or six. So we've got loads of content. Obviously, some of it's out of date. So if you're listening to stuff, make sure you check the date on it. There's still some good gold in there, but it might change what you do as a result of listening if it's an old episode. So make sure you go and check that sort of stuff out. Um, I've got a couple of quick announcements, and then we're going to dive into today's show. So the first announcement is... As I say, I'm based here in the UK. We're just outside of London. And in January, on the 18th of January, we're going to be running a very special event in central London with one of our partners, Trustpilot. So we're going to be at Trustpilot's head office um, headquarters here in the UK. We've got an amazing evening talking about GA4. There's a couple of speakers coming from my consultancy to talk about GA4, which is Google Analytics 4. If you're on Google Analytics at the moment and it's not number four, time is ticking. In July, you're going to need to move. So if you're in the London area, um, make sure you pop down to that event. You can find it on uh, the description underneath here. You can find it on Meetup and also on Eventbrite. Um, And I think I posted it on LinkedIn as well. So make sure you check out all of those resources. And final announcement for this morning, I'm recording this morning, um, the final announcement for this morning before we uh, jump into today's content is that we've got a huge amount of gaps in our diary for next year, but equally we are starting to get quite full. So if you're interested in coming on the show, if you run a store, you've got an amazing story to tell, um, or you have developed a cool app, or actually you've built and sold a business, or you help Shopify stores in any way, shape or form, we've got a few months spare now for sponsorship next year, but not a lot at all. But we've also got some gaps. So if you've got quite a cool store and you want to come on as a guest, um, then please do reach out. What we're doing at the moment is we've got a sponsor who's going to cover a month and that will then set the theme for that month. And then we're going to bring experts and stores and consultants on throughout the month to talk about that topic and that theme as well. Um, Some of the sponsors, I'm not going to announce any of them today. Um, We're going to keep it as a little surprise until we get there. Um, But some of them have got some phenomenal offers for you guys as well. So if you think you're going to get some new tech going into 2023, and a lot of you are going to hit that lull in January as well, make sure you check out the episodes um, the sponsor will always be listed on our emails. You can subscribe to our emails on winningwithshopify.com. Equally, they'll be in the description um, of the episode that you're listening to. And we'll probably feature the actual offer on the interviews we do as well. So make sure you check all of that out. That's my notes. The selling is now over. We're going to jump into today's episode. So it's just me today. I don't have a guest. We had a couple of people pull out last minute. So we've given them a little slap on the wrist. But I didn't want to miss a week. However, there is something that we've wanted to do for quite a while, as you've probably seen from the, the title of this. Shopify is an incredibly fast growing business. And I've got some stats to share about how quickly it is growing. But this isn't just an episode where I'm just going to sit here and tell you about some funky statistics for the sake of it. Um, You can Google those. What I'm going to do as someone who's worked in marketing for 15 years is I'm going to tell you, based on these statistics I'm telling you, what that means you need to do to your business or how that changes things. 
we have a phrase in our in our team here and, and something I'm always blurting around the office when someone says, hey, Nick, check this out. I try not to shoot them down too quickly, but I always say, so what? And what I mean by that is what are you going to do? Now you've learned this thing. If you do, do a competitor audit or something and look at another site and go, this is an amazing store I'm looking at on, uh, on, a, on a Shopify store. Um, this is so great. We should do something similar to this. I always then say, right, write down some actions and make some changes, run some tests and see what actually happens. Because one of the dangers is that you get so caught up in seeing this amazing stuff, you don't actually change anything. And Einstein's definition of insanity is if you do the same thing over and over and you expect a different result, that is the definition of insanity. So you've got to make a change. So that's what we're going to focus on today. So apologies if anyone's on YouTube watching this and I'm looking over to the other side. Um, I'm reading the stats as we go as well. Cool. So today we're talking about fun facts about Shopify that you should care about, that you cannot ignore. Um, Shopify, and this is an interesting point. There's no action on this one, but this is an interesting point just to set the scene. Shopify started in 2016. And according to the Wikipedia page, they were a snowboarding equipment shop called Snow Devil. Why is that important? Well, a lot of you guys listening won't be using Shopify. Everyone else who is using Shopify might be frustrated with Shopify, might be looking at other platforms to go and play with. There are very few platforms, in my opinion, that were launched and started by someone who actually ran an e-commerce store. So we've run e-commerce stores in my consultancy because it helps train us up and develop us up. So when we work with clients and they start talking about struggling to get hold of stock, we know what they're talking about and we can help and support, even though it's completely outside of our remit. So one of the things I would suggest that you think about when looking at an alternative to Shopify or thinking of joining Shopify, remember that Shopify was actually launched by a merchant. And on that same thread as well, and this is a less official statistic, but it is on their um, their sort of how the company grew video. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had the old CMO on from Gymshark. And one of the well-known facts about Gymshark is that Shopify Plus was initially built for Gymshark. So they were launching a Magento store. It all went wrong and they launched on Shopify and it wasn't big enough. So Shopify itself, the basic plan got them going, got them set up, but there's lots of things they couldn't do to it that needed to do. So Shopify Plus was developed as a separate um, sort of step up product that a lot of you guys will be using, a lot of our clients use as well. So there we go, fact number one. Um, They're also not numbered, but we'll count as many as we can as we go. Um, According to ecommerceplatforms.com, which is quite a trustworthy source, there are over 1.75 million stores in existence today. So let's ask the question, so what? Well, that means that there are 1.75 million other stores or more than 1.75 million other stores, possibly 2 million since that statistic was released a few months ago, possibly 2 million other stores fighting right now for your customers' money. So this is something we're going to come back to a little bit as we go through today's episode. You need to be competitive. So we talk about this a lot. And if you listen, if it's your first time listening, this is probably one of the worst episodes to listen to initially. A, because you stuck with me and B, B, because you're missing out on some of the guests we've had on here that have shared how to be competitive. So some of the things you need to do to be competitive is I always use the phrase, have a great product. And that is not something you're generally going to develop immediately or overnight or on your first product. It's something you need to develop with your customers. You need to talk to your customers. You need to invest some money to sell some products, to make some customers or to have some customers in there first, to then speak to your customers and say, look, we're developing this product still. Can we have five minutes of your time? What do you think of it? What do you use it for? How does it work for you? How could it be improved? Do you like the design and the color of it? Where do you store it? All these sort of things that can help give you a good product. So we're not going to talk about it too much today because we talk about that a lot in terms of getting customer feedback. Another thing you need to do to be competitive is you need to have a seriously good value add. So 
your products might be on Amazon. There's probably 20 other stores at least selling the same stuff as you. It may even be identical products with a different logo on if you bought them from the same seller on Alibaba, for example. And like we said with Ben um, um, last last week, there's nothing wrong with using Alibaba to get your business off the ground, but you need to add value, especially if you're selling the same product to somebody else. If you're not, you just need to demonstrate the unique value and why you've got this product and no one else does. So adding value might be things like your delivery time. It might be your warranty, your guarantee. It might be how many customers you have that love you, but it's it's a bit of a chicken and egg. You need to get those customers in the first place to have enough. So again, talk to customers and find out what they love and don't love about you and then work out how to build that value add. How are you actually going to add value? Um, Every product you've ever bought online yourself as a customer, there's been a level of value in the place you've bought it. You may have bought it because it was the cheapest one and you're just trying to save some money. You're not in a hurry, but you don't mind how it arrives. You just need that product. It might be that you bought something at a premium price because you wanted the service that comes with it. It might be you went to a particular retailer, which there's one here in the UK called John Lewis, who offer extended warranty. So if the manufacturer offers two years warranty, John Lewis will bump it up to three, possibly even four or five, which is a really important thing. So the point we're making with this statistic is there are nearly two million stores out there hot on your heels to get your customers money instead of it coming to you. So you've got to be competitive in lots of different ways. So the next statistic then, number three, um, websitebuilder.org, which again is another fantastic site. 79% of traffic through Shopify is on a mobile device. I've been doing this for 15 years. I remember when mobile websites came out. I remember when it then adapted to become what's called a, what we have today. Generally, it's called a responsive website. So it's, a, it's not two sites, one for mobile, one for desktop. It's just a site that whatever width your device is, the store will move, you know, the actual shop, the function of the website will move things around. So it always looks neat and organized. And it might do things like it's aligned to the left on desktop. But when you squeeze it to mobile, it's aligned to the center. Or you might have three icons side by side on desktop. When you go into mobile, it puts them above each other. So 79% of traffic is on mobile. One of the things I've seen over the years is so much optimization in terms of um, design, conversion rate optimization, user experience, um, web redesigns, SEO, PPC landing pages, the it's all done on desktop because we work on desktops. We don't work on your mobile phone. So what I'd highly recommend is you, you take what a lot of businesses have been talking about for a very long time now, which is called mobile first. So design everything on mobile first. Um, go and use your website on a variety of mobile devices. If you're a small store and you're the one who deals with the website, I would highly recommend you ask the owner or if it's your business, invest a little bit of money and a very little bit of money in some very cheap devices. So what I would suggest is you buy a really cheap old phone, um, you buy a cheap old laptop, you buy a cheap old tablet, you buy an an old Android phone, an old iPhone, maybe try and find the oldest supported iPhone, check the stats and what phones people are using, check what browsers they're accessing things on and just check everything on mobile first. You find any problems, any breaks, that is traffic you're paying Google or Facebook or something else for and that traffic is not converting because your site's not good enough. Make some changes to the site. All your marketing budgets stay the same. Revenue goes up. What can you do now? You can increase your marketing budget because you're making more money and the business starts to scale and grow. So 70% of mobile. So you absolutely need to look at that. Users spend on average around three minutes, still from websitebuilder.org, these stats are uh, from, um, three minutes on your site. So if you've not got much content for them to digest and read up about, or you've not got a very wide product range, or you've only got one product, you're not changing that, but you've also not got much content, three minutes. So how are we going to keep them engaged for three minutes? 
So if you've only got a handful of products, you want to make enormous product pages with, uh, you know, manuals, feature sheets, style guides, how it's being used, user case studies of how people use this product. You want all this stuff shooting off of that page. So there's loads of information people to go and read up. A little bit of advice, and there's a little bit, little nugget in here as well, is make sure there's a buy button on every single one of those pages. What you don't want to do is convince someone to buy it, but they're reading this information guide now and they now can't find which page the, the product was actually on. You almost want like a little widget on the right-hand side or keep featuring that product throughout the page with a um, view product or add to basket and make the add to basket bigger because that's a more uh, a more pressing matter as far as you're concerned. You want them to add it to the basket and then go and purchase that product. So therefore, you've got to have a good amount of content. You've also got to have a good user journey that works on mobile, bringing it back to mobile. The other thing as well, this brings it back to competitiveness. The average user, according to websitebuilder.org's recent study, the average user visits three stores on average. And that's three Shopify stores. So they might visit more than three in total, quite likely, before they make a purchase decision. Again, we're going to keep coming back to this. You need to be competitive. You need to have a really good value add, a great brand, a reason to buy. And one of the biggest reasons I've heard from merchants um, ever since I started running this podcast and also from clients, all merchants talk about is building a community amongst your customers. So get your customers talking to each other. Choose a forum, whether it's Facebook, it's your email campaigns, it's you go and shoot videos of your customers using your products and you share them to everybody else. You need to build that community. It keeps people engaged and it keeps people buying stuff again and again, which leads me really nicely. I didn't plan it this way, but it leads me really nicely onto the next statistic. This is from one of our sponsors called Gorgeous. So Gorgeous has sponsored the show quite a few times since I've been running it. Um, They're not currently sponsoring this episode, but they have sponsored previously. Gorgeous is an awesome platform. Go and check it out if you haven't. And I feel they need to say that. A, because they're a sponsor. And B, because we use it internally. A lot of my clients use it and it works really, really well. It's a great way to talk to customers without having to write massive long essays every time. So it helps you automate some of that sort of stuff. They did a recent survey and they're probably bigger on Shopify than any other platform by the looks of things. Um, I don't know that for a fact. But what I do know is on this survey they've released on their website, repeat customers generate 300% more revenue. So that's if you were going to get one order, you're now getting four. So 300% more revenue than first time shoppers. We've had a lot of clients over the years that rely on Google ads for all of their traffic um, and all of their, their orders that come in. What you need to do is get to a point where things like Google and Facebook advertising just adds 10, 20% new customers every month. And the other 80, 90% are customers that already exist. And either they just love you and they're coming back and that's the product, the engagement, the builder community, all the things we've spoken about um, already. Um, Either it's all of that or it is things like email and that sort of thing that comes into, which I'm going to talk about email on my next point as well. Um, But you need to focus on what we call lifetime value. So, so far you need to be competitive and you need to build that lifetime value of your customers. We talk a lot in our business about what happens if Google go bankrupt. I mean, or maybe not bankrupt, they change something which now completely screws you over in terms of your marketing. And I'll give an example where this actually happened in June 2021. Apple fell out with Facebook, which meant Facebook can't now track properly on iOS devices as well as it used to. iOS being every Apple iPhone. As a result, so many merchants started making a loss that I have spoken to more merchants since June 2021 that have stopped advertising on Facebook because it is not profitable anymore. That actually costs them money that they don't make back. 
So you need to get that repeat revenue as much as you possibly can. And again, if you're getting repeat revenue, you are not signed up and sold to all these other platforms, things like Facebook. So that is super important. Equally, if you get your lifetime value up and you know, on average, we get three or four orders from every single customer, you can be more competitive with your advertising in terms of how much you're willing to bid and how much you're willing to spend per new customer, because you know, you're going to make the margin back over the next three or four orders. So you might say that, okay, we're going to break even after two orders on average. Scary to do that, but you can sort of tiptoe your way up there. We have clients that do that now and they break even at around, I think it's like two months and three days was the latest stat on one of our clients. Two months and three days, they've made profit um, on average per new customer, which means we are increasing the amount willing to pay per customer, which means we've now got way more brand awareness going on. And you kind of have this tipping point where it gets more expensive per customer. Now we're just the biggest in the market and everybody knows about us and it starts to get cheaper again because of brand recognition. And we don't need to advertise as much because we're attracting new customers through purely just people talking about the brand, which is very exciting. So 300% more revenue through repeat customers than new first time shoppers. So the next statistic is from a platform called Built With. Built With is awesome. You can put any website into it and it tells you all the different bits of tech used on that site. It will tell you if analytics is running, if Shopify is running, et cetera, et cetera. And it's free to use on that level. Not one of our sponsors, but just a good tool that I love. Um, Built With, they released this statistic recently. Marketing emails from Shopify sellers convert at a rate of 4.29%. 4.29% of people that receive a marketing email from a Shopify seller convert which re-emphasizes what I've just said about lifetime value. And the note I've written on this is repeat, repeat, repeat. Doesn't mean send as many emails as you possibly can because you'll get unsubscribers and then you're not getting that 4.29% from those people. But 4.29%, if you send a weekly email out, if you work out how many weeks it is before you've actually made your money back, 25 weeks, so not made your money back, but at what point that's 100%. So on average, 25 weeks, just taking 4%, um, times by 25 makes 100%. At that point, every single subscriber, not every single one, obviously, but lots of people have bought lots of times. On average, you've got every single customer that's bought from you to buy again, and you're six months into the year. So it's a fantastic statistic. Um, So if you're not currently sending emails, time to pause this podcast and set up your first email. Um, Good sources to use emails. You can even just start straight within the Shopify system. They're very limiting. There's only little things you can do um, in there. In terms of sending marketing emails, you can use something like MailChimp, Klaviyo, and there's a whole range of other tools that don't currently sponsor our podcast um, that I would like them to sponsor. So if anyone's listening from MailChimp or Klaviyo, please do reach out. I mentioned Klaviyo a lot. We really want to get you guys on here. Um, But certainly, yeah, you can send those emails out through that. Yotpo is one of our sponsors um, and Yotpo do have a loyalty program as well, which we're not going to talk about too much today. But December 2021, we had Yotpo on the show talking purely about loyalty um, and a few of their merchants as well. So highly recommend going back to December last year and listening to some of those, certainly if you're thinking about um, wanting to increase that lifetime value. But marketing emails from Shopify sellers convert a rate of 4.29%. That is an average amongst the people that they surveyed. And it also said on the article that they had actually checked the either email platform or Google Analytics to see what the conversion rate was just to confirm that it was real. But that gives you a benchmark. If your emails are converting lower than that, time to start looking at your emails. 
Time to find a designer and say, right, can you whip up a better email for me and improve the design? Start, time to start playing with the offers that you're putting in there um, and monitor and log what you put in an email, what converted um, and have a look. There's a billion guides online and that's not a real statistic, but there's a lot of guides um, online to help you with what is a good email, what's a bad email. And there's also some really good case studies out there showing you which emails were sent. Um, and sometimes there's even case studies of an AB going, here's version A that went to half the audience and here's version B that went to the other half. Which one converted better and why do we think it converted better and then here's the second test using the successful one from the first one and then adapting it on a little bit further as well doing another ab test which one worked so highly recommend checking out some uh, case studies and that and improving your email campaigns right next resource then so baymard institute told us that 70 percent of carts get abandoned before checkout so 70 percent of people that put stuff in a car abandon before checkout now, fortunately, there's something built into Shopify that can change this very, very quickly. That feature is called Abandoned Basket. And if you've not heard of that, and I'm, I do sound slightly sarcastic, if you've not heard of Abandoned Basket, I highly recommend you go and check out um, Shopify's Abandoned Basket. What it says is if somebody gets to the point of the cart where they've put their email address in and haven't gone any further, you can email that person. So what you could do is you could send them an email and automatically generate a discount code and say, you didn't finish your basket, here's a 5% discount if you go through the checkout today, today only. And you could even put on the email, it expires in, and put some hours and minutes on there to create some urgency. So like, come back and buy from here right now. And um, the other thing you can do as well with the abandoned basket is you've also got their email address. So if they've got beyond the point of subscribing to, to marketing, you might want to send a different set of marketing emails out to that person than if someone has already bought because if they've already bought, there's a higher chance they're going to buy again. Whereas if they haven't bought yet, your messaging wants to be around why they should buy, not what should you buy next, which is a slightly different message. And um, the other thing to think about with this as well is 70% of carts get abandoned before checkout. Look at that in Google Analytics. Um, or if you could use lots of good analytics tools you can put in Shopify to see where people are losing out and getting lost and see if you can optimize that cart process. One thing we spoke about two weeks ago um, with a chap called Rich um, Rich Chapel, who was from, he was the CMO at Gymshark that I mentioned earlier. And um, Rich was telling us about this really funky tool they've got. And it was two weeks ago. I highly recommend you go back and listen to that episode. And that funky tool will automatically apply a discount code if there is one available. So in terms of getting that 70% of people that have put something in the cart and then abandon, um, if we could bring that down to 60%, you've now had a nice little uplift, which will be from 30 to 40% uplifts. So you're literally talking a third increase in revenue by just making some simple changes to your cart and simple changes to those emails, which is awesome. Right, we're down to the last few statistics here. So the next one I'm delighted to announce was uh, heard only on here. It was an exclusive we got from Shopify. Um, and I, I believe it was back in December 2020. We had a lovely chap who's been a good friend of mine for many years now. And one of the people that got me into Shopify initially called Tim Sumner, who um, is a solutions engineer at Shopify itself. He works for Shopify. And in 2020, he came on the podcast and gave us a little wash up for the year. And I asked him some questions. Tim, tell us what's happened during Black Friday and into peak this year. Um, these are simply UK statistics, but they're very similar to the US as well. So in the UK, there was more revenue through Shopify stores than there was on Amazon. So let me just say that again. There was more revenue through Shopify stores through Black Friday. So I didn't mention Black Friday, but it's been through Black Friday and Cyber Weekend. There was more revenue on Shopify stores in the UK than there was on Amazon in the UK. And Amazon is absolutely huge here in the UK. Um, I can't remember the last time I didn't see an Amazon van on, on any particular day. 
they are absolutely everywhere. And I actually, I live near London, but I'm in the countryside. So we're not even in sort of central. That was phenomenal. And then on top of that, for anyone who has worked on other platforms like Magento, we have to put it on your own server. Shopify over that same time, over that Black Friday, Cyber Weekend, had a 100% server uptime. There were no server-related issues on Shopify across the whole of the Black Friday and Cyber Weekend, which is absolutely phenomenal. So that was from our podcast shared by Shopify themselves. And then finally, final statistic to share today is back to Gorgeous, our previous sponsor. Gorgeous did some statistics and did a bit of research with uh, some retailers and some merchants to find out how much does it cost to acquire a new customer and how has that changed? The cost to acquire a customer is 60% higher now than it was five years ago. So if you look at inflation, the cost to acquire a customer is going up faster than the rate of inflation, certainly in the UK and the US. So that is alarming when you think about how much it's costing to acquire a new customer. And I've been clicking buttons on Google Ads for 15 years now, and I've seen that change. I mean, click costs on Google used to be like 5 or 10p um, on most things. You're now talking more like £1.50, £2, or $1.50, $2, etc., etc. So yeah, the cost has increased quite dramatically, which means you need to focus on lifetime value. Um, lifetime value is the absolute key here. It's costing you more to get a customer in than you guys need to focus on getting more revenue from that customer. So all these statistics are great. I'm going to round off the three points I've made throughout the whole thing here is number one, you need to be competitive. So you need to have a good value add, a good product, a reason to buy from you and very good valuable customers. Number two, you need repeat orders so you can build lifetime value. Costs a lot to acquire a customer. So you're going to need as many good statistics as possible to get repeat orders from that. And number three, bit of reassurance, as we heard about Black Friday and a few other statistics in there as well, you're on the right platform. Shopify is the platform for you um, and a platform for pretty much anyone as well. Finally, a little bit of news then. So that is the uh, the end of the fun facts. Finally, a little bit of news just to finish off as well. Something that's only just been announced. Some of you guys might be using Shopify integration into Facebook, which is great. But the thing that's just been added as well now is Shopify now integrates with TikTok. I haven't used it myself. I've just seen it in the news and a couple of my team have mentioned it to me as well. So the Shopify integration to Facebook, most stores haven't used properly and didn't work very well. That might also be the case with TikTok. But what I will flag is if that's not the case, and I don't know that for a fact, whether it's going to be or not, because I haven't played with it myself. We don't do much on TikTok as an agency. But if that is going to be the case, that it's going to be a good platform to use and it's a good integration, good product placement, given that TikTok is a bit more like Instagram, where Shopify integration does work quite well, this is the time to jump on it before any of your competitors. So remember that statistic we had of there are over 1.75 million, possibly nearer 2 million now, given how old that statistic was um, a few months old. If there's that many people competing, if you're the first one in your industry or space, your niche um, or niche, as we say in some parts of the US, um, you can pioneer on TikTok and be the first to get on there and get some good stuff to happen on there as well. Thank you so much for listening today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you all along with the journey. And I hope you all stay safe. Have an amazing weekend as this will be going out on a Friday. And we hope you join us again next week. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. We're back again next Friday. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter for exclusive offers at winningwithshopify.com. And don't forget to check out our Facebook group by searching for Winning with Shopify on Facebook. Over and out.